0: Hello and welcome to Yes To I Do Your Wedding Planning Podcast. My name is Jack Brister and I'm joined as always by my co-host Chris Piercy. Today was our Facebook Live episode. We were talking about the role of your partner in the wedding planning process. At the beginning it does come with a disclaimer, so we recommend you listen to that before we get going. If you're wondering, I didn't know they did a Facebook Live episode. That's because we did it in our exclusive group. That is Yes To I Do Your Wedding Planning Podcast group it's on facebook it's completely free to join if you just uh, put it into the search options or you find it on the page we will be happy to accept you in that is where we will be doing our facebook lives from this point on and i also have a big apology to make at the end so make sure you stick around this is how we got on welcome to the yes to i do podcast your weekly wedding planning show hosted by Jack brister and chris Piercy.
1: So we are today talking about the role of your partner in the wedding planning process. And I'm going to kick this off straight away with uh, a disclaimer before we uh, get into any trouble whatsoever. So uh, myself and um, Jack and I think most people who are sane and intelligent are very, very happy that um, gay marriage and civil partnerships and whatever you want to refer to it as is uh, a thing. It's a legal and it should have happened absolutely years ago and you know we are completely accepting of that however uh when we are it would be far too uh, strenuous for us to can say him and her and her and him and her and her and her, him and him every single time we're talking about anything so we are going to make the assumption here that uh we are mostly referring to you know women planning their med- their, their weddings trying to enlist the help of their male partner but Please replace all pronoun all pronouns as uh, appropriate. Is that a-, a sensible thing to say?
0: Yep. Uh, yeah, because we are just going to be saying bride and groom uh, at the end of the day because we the majority of couples that are planning a wedding are brides and grooms. So don't be offended if we are excluding your particular preference. We're not. It's just a case of what is easier to say in this instance
1: yes so uh, please, please accept that straight away So um, and also I think that in general um, it is the women who kind of harbour aspirations of planning the perfect wedding and we make no judgement for them doing so and it tends to be the, uh, the groom who is uh, kind of enabling that behaviour and is uh, kind of supporting that and is very much to kind of in the background kind of saying yes darling often or, or, or something like that um, yeah. but What's what's your experience of um of dealing with kind of the uh the I can say the the, the lesser partner, the one that's kind of less involved in the process? I mean, because quite often I think it's things like entertainment that the uh the groom or the kind of less involved partner um does get more involved with because they go oh, you can do that part. I mean, do do you often find that? Um
0: yeah, I think so. I think that <coughs> they're given based on the experience, limited experience that I have of um, dealing with grooms is that they're given a job. They're trusted to do one thing. Um, Obviously they have to run everything by the, uh, the bride before they make any actual decisions, but they are trusted to go off and and do this one thing. There's, I think in all of the time I've been doing this and I've been doing weddings, I'm pretty sure there's only been one instance where the groom has been in charge Um, and I, and that was a one off wedding, and that was for an older couple where I think Mm. it was more a case of, um, the he was in charge because he was the male, um, and so he was dealing with everything, but I think she was making, she was designing it, he was making the decisions on it. But 99% of the time, I'm dealing with the bride, um, I don't know what your experience. Yeah, I, I guess your experience is similar.
1: Uh, yes, yeah, similar. But I would say that I, I, I wouldn't say it's as uh, heavily weighted towards the, the, the bride. As I mean, often I think I do get the um, grooms getting in touch, um, and being a bit more. Um, I mean, I've, I've had a few in the last year where. It's grooms who are really sound like they're really really involved in the in the process and really kind of excited about all of it, which I think is a great thing because I think that although they talk about a wedding being um, kind of a bride's day, if you like, um, and they have this vision of how they want it to be, it is also about the couple coming together. So it shouldn't be just about one person's vision of it. It should be the two people kind of coming together and kind of creating that. But because it is like the bride's day it ends up being they ends up being an inordinate amount of pressure on the bride to then create that day i think so you know it's, it kind of swings both ways if that kind of makes sense that yes it's for her but then there's more pressure on her because i think that the the expectation is that when people go to the wedding and attend it they are going to be looking at the bride to be as the one who's put it all together okay that makes sense
0: so what would be a way to alleviate that that feeling of responsibility
1: Uh, and you don't have to say buy my book I'm not going to say buy my book but in my book I do reference this so (laughs) uh, um, but you know you you can get this little part of the book for free so you know it's, it's there you go um, yeah, so in, in the chapter where I'm talking about uh, understanding control and you know letting go of the things that you don't have control of, people complain about perhaps not getting enough support from their partner or and, and things like that, or their partner not being involved enough. Um, and one of the things, quite simply, and I'm a little bit blasé about it, I think, perhaps, is to turn around and say, have you told them how stressful you're finding it? Have you asked for help? You know, because some people... Um, do like to complain about the fact that they're not getting help rather than asking for help and then getting the help because they like to complain so um in the book i said look if you have if you're not getting enough support not getting enough help ask for help whether that is from directly from your partner and i think that should always be the first port of call but you know maybe from family members maybe from the maid of honor maybe from other bridesmaids if you've got people around you who are you know who've been assigned jobs or are, or are part of the wedding party or as part of the wedding in general, they're probably pretty excited about your day as well. So I don't feel like you should feel like by asking someone to do something or help you with something, you're kind of over-encumbering them with uh, with responsibilities. Most people will probably feel it's a kind of sign of respect and kind of, they're not, it's not like they're, they're duty-bound to do it, but they are going to like the idea that you've wanted their help. As long as you're not asking them to do something completely crazy. Um, but I think the first port of call should be, just literally asking for help Um, which I think is pretty obvious but a lot of people just don't do the obvious things like that and then if you don't get the support then you need to be kind of questioning why am I not getting the support with this Um, and then asking pretty much that question but maybe I'm a bit more open about asking stuff like that, I don't know, what do you think of that? I think um,
0: I think you're right, for me a lot of people as you said will find an excuse to complain about something because Generally, and this is going way beyond weddings and into life in general, it's a lot easier to complain than it is to be happy. <laughs> people will people will find an excuse to complain about almost anything. That's um, a quote for the page right there. <laughs> is that, is yeah. that a Jack
1: Brister original?
0: It, as far as I'm aware, I don't know anyone else who said it, but it is. um People will <laughs> always find an, an excuse to complain about something, but will. Always struggle. Will are more likely to struggle to find the positive, so they're less likely to ask for the help because of that, and that can be extremely stressful. So you need to ask for help, and there's no harm, and there's there's no that there, there's no reason why you shouldn't ask for help. In my opinion, um, mm. and I think it that this is kind of going way beyond weddings, um, because you th- this should apply to your life in general. Really, you should be you shouldn't be afraid to ask anyone for help. Because if you're not yeah. asking anyone for help then you don't and you don't know what you're doing then it's probably not going to turn out how you want it to uh, and, yeah. and ultimately it's your wedding day you know you want to make sure that you get what you want and also you get what your partner wants um, so you, you, you've got to ask for their help and their opinion to make those decisions because otherwise it's just going to be a, a mess of things that you thought were a good idea at the time.
1: <laughs> yeah, and, and I think this is also where your wedding supplies come into it as well. Because mm. I think that I mean, there are... I think that a- every single wedding planning plan, if that makes sense, is different. So, for instance, um, I, I took a booking a couple of months ago where I'm literally the, the first thing they booked after the venue. So I'm like essentially the first... Their first kind of focal point around which things are based. I'm not saying they're basing the wedding around me, but I'm their first kind of main point of contact outside of the venue. So I had a bride on the phone saying, "Can you recommend photographers for me?" You know, so it's, it doesn't. I mean, if you're if you don't get the support from your partner, and I do feel like you should always get the support from your partner because they should be planning this wedding with you, um, and they shouldn't just be saying yes, dear, or whatever. Um, so yeah, but I, I'm. As a me I'm always happy to recommend suppliers or if I don't know someone I'm not going to pretend that I do because you know if you come to me with a certain I mean most suppliers I do know but you know if someone says oh do you know where I can get this and I don't then it would be incorrect of me to pretend so you know that I think that using your suppliers in that way is an incredibly sensible thing to do because obviously you've placed your trust in them by booking them for your wedding day so why would you then not then trust their recommendations for other suppliers or whatever it might be, or even if it's not actually a supplier recommendation, it says, "Have you seen this at a wedding before? Did it work?" Or like those sort of things. You, I think you you need to uh, keep that communication with because essentially, whenever you any supplier, their job is to help make your day better. So whether that's directly by being there or by helping you with some other thing, I think most good suppliers are going to be more than more than happy to do so and if they're not then you probably want to be you know that should be a bit of an alarm bell I think <laughs> <Any> <laughs> yeah, re- have, have, have you seen this before why are you contacting me are you not offering me any more money you know <laughs> yeah. if that if that, can't, if that conversation starts happening then uh, yeah ch- check your cancellation parts of your contract perhaps um, yeah. <laughs> yeah definitely um, but sorry you, you're not no no so uh, yeah I think
0: um, if you're you know you're, you're looking for what your partner can do even if they aren't particularly bothered and you know if we're we're taking the generalizations we are of brides planning the wedding and, and grooms just nodding along and saying yes um they perhaps aren't quite as bothered about the little things as you are so they might not be worried about what color the flowers are or they might not care what color the sashes or what the centerpieces are or you know, things like that they might not care about so ask them what they care about what is important to them for your for the wedding day if you don't ask them then you don't know um
1: what <laughs> Chrissy, your your point you're just saying yes a lot at me i am i'm just that was basically what i was going to say okay. so i was just agreeing wholeheartedly
0: thank you so yeah you need to ask them what they want or what they 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 would like to have at the, on the wedding day and then yeah you can see how that fits into the plans that you've already got or what you you thought you were gonna do, because perhaps you have exactly the same plan. Or maybe they differ in some way, and you can see how you can compromise and you know, that's that's a discussion that you then need to have. But if you don't ask them, there's no way you will ever know what they want. You can go
1: now, Chris. So am I getting gonna get in trouble if I reference something in my book again? Uh probably, but go for it. So uh, within my book, I've actually the, this oh. was actually this was originally a blog post which I then included as part of the book, but it's something I created called Five Minute Wedding Decisions. So it's the idea of um, if you're unsure about something about whether you should book it or not, then there'll be five five questions, uh, and then you answer those, and then you kind of from that you will work out whether how important something is for your wedding. So um, you could actually basically the, the five questions are um the value to your uh, to you and your partner the value to your wedding day the value to your guests uh how important it is to use a professional uh and how memorable it is so those those are the five things and you give those things a score out of 10 and then you add up those scores and then depending on how close to 50 it is the more important it is and there's kind of different breakdowns of you know you definitely need this or you're wasting your money if you do this essentially in everything in between so you could kind of adapt this slightly to the idea of saying to your partner what is you know what is important to you so I mean one of the questions I ask couples when I meet them at wedding fairs for example is I'll say to them um, I'll ask them to imagine it's the day after their wedding and say what would you like your guests to be saying about the wedding that they've just been to if it had gone perfectly because I think that kind of like visualisation of, you know, everything's gone perfectly, what do you want people to be saying about it, what do you want to be thinking about it yourself, is a great way of um, establishing what your priorities are or what your partner's priorities are towards the day. Because, you know, f- for me personally, um, things like, as you mentioned, the colour of the chair sashes, I don't, it, people, I'm not, I don't remember them at wedding weddings. You know, there's one wedding where everyone was on this awesome purple theme, and you know, everything was purple, was purple and white, so there was white, white linen, but every, everything else was purple. So that's the one time I remember what the sash colours were. But other than that, you know, from the hundreds of weddings, I couldn't say, oh yeah, the, the, those mango ones really stood out. Or <laughs> in my, or, or yeah. things because like, it, it, it's things which just go, which fall so far by the wayside when it turns when you look back at it, and it's just not something that's. I mean, I'm going to be massive blanket statement. It's not something that blokes. Think about it's not that they don't care, it's just that when it comes down to it, it's like, well, it doesn't make any difference either way to them. So, yeah, yeah, establishing what they really want, and quite often it's people say, Yeah, I want my wedding to be fun. So, uh, you've got to find a way to what, do that.
0: I think uh, a, a really good exercise to do, and I don't wish to plug your book, but um, <laughs> maybe the third time
1: in, in like 20 minutes, I know
0: it's painful, but you know, to, to do that exercise with. Your partner to do the five-minute wedding decision exercise. You each individually fill it out with the the different elements of the day, and then you can plop a, plot them on a chart if you wanted to go to that level, um, and yeah. you can see what each other thinks the most think is the most important, and you can then plan it like that. And it's probably that's probably the easiest way to find out what each other is after for their wedding days to to do that exercise.
1: Yeah, I, I think that it's. Um it's. I mean, it, it should be as easy as saying to your partner, "What do you care about?" But you know, some talking to some people is a bit like, oh, "Don't know," and or they're yeah. they're ashamed to say they care about this or that or the other. Cause it's. I I do think though. I don't know if you've noticed because we've we've both been in weddings quite a long time. I do think there is a trend where I think, m- males are becoming more interested in the planning, because um, I think that the more options are starting to open up to people in terms of you know because there's, there's so many things you can have at weddings nowadays from like. know magicians like us or you can have golf courses i've seen you can have laser clay pigeon shooting you know so there's huge amounts of variety and stuff so i think that maybe it's that amount of variety that's caused it but there is so much available so i do think that you know a lot of men are coming around to the idea a lot more because it's not just oh pink and princess and castles and stuff it's let's arrange the most awesome party ever
0: well, yeah, I'm so. noticing, Yeah, you notice it when you're at a wedding fair um, and, and you see the people walking around and you see, because uh, I was opposite at a wedding fair probably eight months ago, something like that. Um, I was opposite a, as you said, a golf course, a little mini golf course. And all, and I'm not joking, all of the men <laughs> went straight to it. Yeah. Or, well, yeah. the girls were, were back down there looking at the dresses the guys had caught a glimpse of the golf course and were like let's go over there and they were busy on that and so I think once they know what's available to them they perhaps start to take a bit more notice in it and something that perhaps they weren't interested in before um, once they realise that you can have this where you can have this party that you wanted to have and it's it's a great chance to kind of do
1: that. Hmm. I'm just wondering whether that golf course, is, rather than them actually making any sales, is basically like a grown-up crash. Yeah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a wedding fair crash. <laughs> just for, for for the gr- leave them there with a a bottle of beer and the the, the, the golf course, and they'll be they'll be happy for a, for an hour. Um, yeah, the golf golf course took no bookings whatsoever. But, uh, you know, <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, it's, it's it's interesting from a from a supplier point of view because I think that you can you can tell when you, if a couple um, attend a wedding fair together, you can tell instantly I think just from looking at their body language how interested kind of a, a groom is in in the wedding planning. Uh, mm. If he's there, shoulders slouched and kind of three paces behind his partner, he'd, he'd probably be rather be anywhere else. Whereas if he's kind of actually the one initiating conversation, you know, then you know it's. Um, It's it's a little bit different, obviously. It's um, yeah. I I think that the. Do you think that. Grooms. Expect their opinions to be, accepted. Given that the kind of cliche is that brides is the bride's day. No. Is that is that is that the stumbling block then? Have we. Perhaps.
0: Yeah, because people um or, or. grooms the the perception is that they just say yes they nod their head and say yes and i think when i'm at wedding fairs for example it's it's a line that you know i will ask how the wedding planning is going and very often the 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 groom just turns and looks at the bride and she starts talking um (laughs) like he's not allowed to say anything so I think it's it's an assumption that that the groom is not allowed to be interested in the wedding planning. Um or it's a it's a misconception at least that people think that the groom should just be there to well to have a reason to be a yes wedding. man. Yeah. He's he's only there because she needs someone to marry. Um <laughs> <laughs> when it comes to planning the wedding. <laughs> um so yeah I think that, that the the assumption is that men are not or the grooms are not allowed to have a say or one of, one person has to be involved and the other person just kind of says yes mm. which is yeah. not fair mm-hmm.
1: yeah I mean I I, I, mean, I don't know if they're going to listen to this or not so it might be controversial here but uh, you know um, I met a couple at a wedding fair earlier this year and in I'm sure you've had this yourself where you get a couple and the, the guy just absolutely loves everything that you do and oh, yeah, like, yeah. um and oh my god you're there and like and you get a real kind of connection, you get this kind of back and forth, you get this banter and you know you're just talking to ages and you're just there basically waiting for them to kind of essentially pay the deposit because you've they're that certain and basically he just got told by his partner, sorry, you're not allowed this I uh, <laughs> I just felt no I don't think it was those, those words, but it was just like oh I and I just felt so sorry for the guys. It's like no no we we can't we, we can't afford this. And but I mean, the thing it about it is it was,
0: so it wasn't necessarily
1: even the fact that they couldn't
0: afford it, it was the fact that she wasn't going to allow
1: it yeah i mean and the, the the heartbreaking thing for me like because I, I there'll be another booking for that date so i'll, I'll be fine you know but yeah the the, the heartbreaking from, thing from my point of view was that you know when i was been speaking to them he said i want the day to be really really fun and i really really love magic and i really love what you do and then he gets told that he's not allowed something so because I mean, if
0: you if you wanted to be really 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 controversial you could perhaps even say that there may be something deeper wrong with that relationship if that's how it's going, if that's the the position that it's at. But I think that's a completely different conversation for a completely different day.
1: That's a different. That's a different conversation for a different day for a different podcast, probably. Yeah. Totally uh, but, uh, <laughs> yeah. But no. But I, I I do think though that if um if there's something that you're I mean from from my point of view it seemed as if he had been allowed to sort out the entertainment, but he had only been assigned a fractional amount of budget towards it because there's all the other stuff that she wanted, which meant that he was allowed yeah. less. Or and he, was like, allowed well, to
0: sort, he was allowed to sort out the entertainment as long as it was this.
1: As long as it was this, or it cost less than this. Yeah. Because, yeah, so it's... In in those situations, it's, it's difficult, I think, for the group because they obviously... They 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 want to make sh- make the day perfect for their partner, but if there's something that they really want and they're not allowed it, what 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 are they to do? Because I mean, you can say, oh, can I have this please? But yeah, it's it's slightly um, wrong for them to for for a bride to not let their partner have something when they're getting everything that they want. So yeah, so w- women who are listening to this, let's, which let's be honest, hands.
0: is probably. The majority of our listeners, based yeah, we, on we don't have the statistics we don't, that we know.
1: Yeah, we, we, we do have some stats from, from iTunes and Spotify and things about the uh, listeners. So, uh, yeah, we can say that relatively confidently, I think. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and I, I think that it is a day for both of you. And as we say on every single episode, you've got to stamp your personality on the day. And there's two personalities coming together, which is yourself and your partner. So it, it shouldn't be... You know, we have come to this person's wedding. So we sh- we've come to this couple's wedding. So people should go. Oh, well, you can see that Jane sorted out this part. I'm like, oh god, that that part there is so John, or whatever. You know, it was John that was desperate to have the the magician or the golf course or whatever it is. Um, yeah. And I'm I, I, I got a, a like just appeared on the screen. I know. Yeah, I there. just saw that as well. I saw that as validation that I was talking sense. So thank you, for whoever <laughs> whoever. whoever Whoever sent that, you're you you are a saint. Um, so, what what haven't we covered in terms of kind of the how it, how it all works?
0: I don't know. I don't guest, think...
1: guest lists. Ooh, okay. Se- seating plans. That's that. Those are always kind of difficult, as well as the speeches as well. Okay, yeah, those are two things.
0: Well, so the speeches, I I think. Should be just left for the guy to to deal with,
1: yeah. Yeah, I'm, I I, I I think so.
0: I I don't think that's, I mean, I don't know because I don't very often um, discuss it with the couple about how sometimes I do, and you know, very often I think he does do it, but I think that she sometimes has an overarching view of it. Um, but I. I think it's one of those. That's the part of the day
1: where you, you just kind you can't control that at all. Do you do you think that a bride should be allowed to put restrictions on what's allowed in speeches? It depends.
0: It very so. The only reason I say it depends, which I appreciate, is a bit of a cop out. Um,
1: Sit on that fence.
0: No, so it depends because it, <laughs> it depends on the groom and his life experiences, shall we say. Yeah. And whether she's comfortable having some things brought up by the best man, because that's ultimately the best man's job when it comes to the uh, the speech, is to make a fool of the groom. Yeah. Uh, obviously, you know, in a, in a nice, jovial way. So I feel like depending on... The history of the groom and what the best man is planning on saying mm. um, because you may not be entire, the, the bride might not be entirely comfortable with everything that's going to be said um, so if he's got a relatively squeaky clean-ish but he's got a couple of silly things that he's done then you've got no reason to, to worry but if um, if there's other things going on there then you might want to have a bit more of a quick check of the speech before it goes out. Dunno, what do you think?
1: Yeah, I mean I I think when I, mean, I again I do touch on this in the book, um fourth time we've mentioned it. Four you, yeah you, you, you Yeah, four four times now. although yeah, you cannot control what is in the book, um what was in the speech, um but you you can set out guidelines but there's no guarantee that those guidelines will be then stuck to you because at the end of the day know the best man's there for a bit of fun and he wants to give the the groom a a good ribbing but if anything massively controversial does come out and this is what i say in the book is if anything does controversial does come out then literally every single person is going to be on your side and will feel nothing but sympathy for the fact that something untoward's been said um and everyone will be you know chastising the best man or whoever said whatever um I th- to be doing fair, so.
0: I th- the majority of the time, the best man knows the limits. I yeah. don't think I've ever, uh, in all the weddings I've done, I don't think I've ever seen the the best man step over a line.
1: I've They're not either, to be honest. Pretty
0: good, um, except for one instance, which is very, very different. But um,
1: that's a different story for a day. That's a day, completely different it? story for a completely different day. Um, <laughs> that, story's gonna, that story is going to have to come out at some point. It's Jack.
0: not, it's just not going to happen.
1: Um, if, you, if you think Jack should tell the story, then uh, comment below. Um,
0: yeah, it's still not coming out. So, yeah, I don't think I've ever seen the best man step over a line in his speech. Clarify it there. Uh, he's, <laughs> he's never stepped over the line with his speech in all the years I've been doing this. Um, I think they know where the line sits and because I think most of the time the majority of the people in that audience who are watching the speeches will know the indiscretions and the things you're going to bring up Um, and if they don't usually they will know of other things similar to what the groom has done in the past so are prepared for something like that
1: the other consideration is also that, you know, typically you've got friendship groups and, you know, if someone has done a best man speech for someone, then the chances are that someone else in the group or even perhaps the same person is going to do a best man speech back for them at some point. So there is going to be a certain level of kind of tit for tat there that if, yeah. you know, if, if you hit a, a certain, certain level, you can expect you that a at level, your wedding. Yeah. So uh, do as do do to others as you would like to do them to do on to you or something, S- something like that. Yeah, something. Don't or don't be an idiot.
0: And I, I think they also just need to remember the fact that this person's mum and dad are in the audience, or their granny, or their auntie, or their granny, and... or their auntie, or whoever it might be, are, are there. So they need to think about that. What was the other thing? Guest
1: list. Um, yes. Yeah. I mean, th- your... this is something. Sorry. Sorry. Now you go. I mean, yeah. My, my, I think that this is a time when both partners need to be completely equal on this, um, in terms of having a say about who who attends actually attends the day. Because I think that, you know, one one partner shouldn't be getting more guests than the other partner. You know, it should be sp- split equally as it as equally as it can. Because obviously family sizes differ and stuff like that so yeah i think that's a time when both partners need to have an equal footing
0: okay um you've got another Ooh, thumbs a, up there uh, uh, oh, naming i mean it today. are we honest are we honest i know that your partner is watching so i feel like she's probably
1: doing it and is just doing it every time you say something i'm, I'm pretty sure you can only like the video once unless she, I, I, I don't think she cares enough to unlike it and then like it again and i <laughs> I, I can't even see that she's watching So Oh lying. well I can see it's... that she is but um, yeah so
0: um, I think the only thing you need to consider when planning your guest list is mm. every person either of you want to invite is you ask yourself would both of you buy dinner for that person because that's essentially what you're doing is you're buying that person dinner can you mutually agree that you would buy that person dinner? If you can't, I don't think they should be on the list. They can be in the evening, but they shouldn't be part of the main wedding party.
1: Yeah, so well, the- is, 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 there's, a, there's a three-tier system here. Would you buy them dinner? No. Would you buy them a drink? No. Then don't invite them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. That, that, that's, that's a blog right there for you, Jack. It is. And I'm simple- writing that down. Um, and then I'll yeah. steal it. Yeah.
0: Um, I think that's, that should be the system you, you employ is, would you, would you buy them a dinner, because essentially that's what you're doing, it's with some other bits, uh, would you buy them a drink, because I mean you're buying them a buffet in the evening, most of the time that's what people have, um, but you know, would you buy them a drink, then invite them to the evening, if you wouldn't do either then why are you even considering them to be at your <laughs> wedding, I think that's a perfectly reasonable question to ask.
1: Yeah, Jack, Jack has nailed narrowing down the guest list in one fell swoop there. So, yeah, that's that's probably the, the best thing time you've ever. It's the best thing you've ever said on the podcast. I think.
0: Thanks. The only time this becomes awkward is if you would buy one person dinner but their partner a drink.
1: Well, yeah, you get you're getting into the realms of when of plus ones and but, <laughs> yeah, that's then plus one territory, which is again a different topic for a different day. um
0: so i think you know you each partner should collate a list of everyone they would everyone they would consider to be part of the day they would at least invite they would buy dinner for and then everyone they buy a drink for and then don't worry with everyone you wouldn't because then you've got about seven billion people (laughs) down there (laughs) um but everyone you'd buy dinner for everyone you'd buy a drink for and go through the lists together and see whether your partner agrees or you know that you can come to some mutual decision about it
1: yeah uh something else i want to touch on as well and just in terms of getting back to kind of uh how to help get your partner on board with stuff i think yeah. that um and, and i think this is important for just regardless of whether, how good your partner is is to not try and do too much wedding planning at once i think that it's important to prioritize things however you want to do that so whether you do the five minute wedding decisions things I spoke about earlier or something else um, you want to be doing it in blocks because if you're trying to do something every single week you are going to end up with wedding planning fatigue um, which I'm not sure if it's a thing or not but you know planning stuff is mentally draining so I think that you need to be I can't remember where I heard this before but you need to set out time to not wedding plan Yeah. uh, Yeah. so set aside a week two weeks a month or something like that say so, right for the whole of april we aren't doing any wedding planning the word wedding is not going to be mentioned and then come may we all you know we'll, we'll start back up again with these things which are on our priority list that doesn't mean that you can't you know if something pops into your head you never look but in general wedding planning is off the menu or you, you know if you go out for a, a date or date night or dinner sometime you go right the word the wedding word is not being mentioned because yeah it's important to remember that whilst the wedding is really really important it's your relationship which is the 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 reason for the wedding in the first place and it's going to be the reason for the wedding afterwards as well so that is the thing that needs to be worked on so don't kind of if your partner is not showing any interest at all maybe it's because all he's been talking about for the last three months is just the wedding and he just wants to tell you what happened in um, um, some programme he's been watching or something yeah. like that or he wants you to watch the video of the dog falling over or something you've got another thumbs up it's definitely Natalie it's definitely
0: um, we'll, we'll, we'll see who's like the video um, <laughs> we'll, we'll see later um, I agree and the, the average wedding engagement is 24 months-ish to so two years like to plan a day you don't need to be talking about your wedding every week for 24 months you know that's 104 days worth of planning for one day that's not necessary at all so take a month out take two months out take three months out of planning your wedding you know once you've got the venue sorted maybe the photographer take some time off you know um if as you said if you think of anything that you might want or like to have at your wedding jot it down on a bit of paper add it to the wedding file and then close the wedding file up, don't look at it uh, put it away because you that, that way you will remember to look at it a month down the line when you're back to doing some planning because um, yeah. otherwise you're just going to it's very easy to end up straining the relationship which is obviously the last thing you want to do when you're trying to celebrate
1: your love for each other I feel like you've just said that to try and get a like just then yeah and it didn't work I've got nothing. <laughs> it didn't, it got nothing on me. That's three I've got so far. Uh, I, I, r- I think that there's
0: obviously stuff. a delay in the likes popping up. So they're clicking like after I say something, but it's only then, appearing after you finish.
1: So in the next few minutes as I'm talking, something's going to pop up saying that. Definitely. So um, can we get you to tell that story now, Jack? No. When are you going to share it? I'm not sharing it.
0: Well, so there's there's two good ones, but I can't really tell one of them because it's not really my story to tell. Um, but I'm not telling the other one.
1: Boo! You're gonna get a, a a sad emoji reaction from someone. I or, would an think, really. yeah, or an angry. Yeah, we don't want An angry. Yeah.
0: Is uh Is gone. there anything else that we need to say or do or talk about regarding? Getting your partner involved in your wedding planning process?
1: No, I think that the I think we've covered most well, we've things. we just got a laughing think, face. Yeah, laughing <laughs> face. So, someone's listening and responding. We like that. Um, yeah, I, I think that it's important to no, number one. If you're not getting enough help, ask for help. If you're not getting enough, still not getting enough, any, any more help, ask why you're not getting any help. And if you're still not getting any help, then Maybe there's a deeper conversation to be had, um, yeah. but there are there are other people who are close to you who are going to be happy to help you as well. So if you can't get that, um, quite often uh, partners are away on uh, if they're in the military or if they are you know working on an oil rig or you know, they're abroad working or something like that. In which case you know go to family members instead. You know if you want help, ask for it. Um, I think it's important to respect your partner's opinions and ask for their opinions. And if they seem disinterested. It doesn't mean that they're disinterested in the wedding. It might just be that they don't care what flavour the chocolates are that they have with the coffee, um, yeah. because you know, or it's the colour of the chairs, or something like that. It's just not important. Um, and you know, it, involve them and find out what's important to them. And I think that is basically what we've been setting saying in 40 minutes. I need said setting then. Uh, what we've been saying.
0: A, we've been we've recorded too many episodes today, and we've lost track of words.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, setting is not a word. Um, no. Yeah, but that, that that fairly succinctly covers what we've been speaking about for the last forty minutes in a nutshell. Yeah, I, I think feel. that's fair. Now and I, we got a heart reaction as I was I talking saw there. That. Yeah, and you, you tried to us didn't see that, didn't you? I was hoping you didn't.
0: Yeah, but sadly it, it did. I did see it. Um, now I have an apology to make for next oh. month. <sighs> what? I have an apology to make to everyone who's watching this live um, that I will, we will not be going live on the first, of, first Monday of next month. Will we, Chris? And why is that, Jack? It's because I'm on holiday. Where are you going, I, Jack? I rudely organised a holiday before we'd even started doing this podcast. I rudely organised it to fall on the first week of a um, month, which was very rude of me. And where are you going, Jack? We're going to Florida for two weeks. So, and where where about in Florida are you most excited <laughs> about going? <laughs> We're going to uh, to Disney World, obviously.
1: I don't know why you're trying to eke this out of me. Because um, you, you you seem slightly awkward about your love of it, but are also very proud of it, which puts I'm me in a very not strange... awkward about my love of it at all. For those of you who are watching the
0: podcast live, you will be able to see if I move my pop mic out of the way. The pictures behind me are all from Disney. There's, uh, we have, and this is is actually quite sad, but I quite like it. Hanging on the wall in the back of the office is our Mickey Mouses, which are amazing. And I I know, Chris, you just don't get it. I know. Um, you know, I, but that is why we will not be going live. We will be going live two weeks later, but we won't be going live on the first
1: Monday of the month, which is heartbreaking for everyone. I'm sure, but I'm sure I'm sure you'll be okay. I could I'm I, sure I could go live. I, I could go live and pretend that you're here. I don't think anyone wants that. No, no one wants that. But uh, no. Yeah, I mean I, I I like Disney as much as the next man, as long as the next man isn't you because <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> yeah your 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 love of it just defy defies belief from my point of view but uh i mean i mean no qualms about it i'm very happy with it so
0: yeah but there we you go love,
1: you, lo- you love mickey mouse That's i fine. do i do
0: so, Chris, if people want to find out more about you or what you do or any of those other wonderful things where uh, I think you've got a book out, but I'm not entirely sure we've mentioned it
1: at all t- today. So no, I should have mentioned it more. You should have done, really. Where can they find out more about you? So they can find more about me at chrispiercymagic.co.uk on Instagram, which is at chrispiercymagic, or on uh, Facebook, which is chrispiercymagician. Uh, also, I have a book, Blissful Wedding Planning, Becoming a Stoic Bride, this is your guide to becoming stress-free throughout the wedding planning process. It's available on Kindle. It's available on paperback and on Audible as well. Now, if you fancy hearing me talk for six hours and Jack, should they... I don't they, know why or, anyone would want to do that. Because I have a silky smooth voice. And Jack, uh, should should they wish to don't hear about Radio Smooth? No, um, Horrible. It's the uh it's the classic hypnotist voice that's just horrible, yeah. isn't it? Ugh. Um yeah, don't talk about that ever. Anyone. Uh Jack, should they wish to book a Disney loving magician, where might they do that? Why wouldn't you? You would go to www.theluxurymagician.com You
0: can find me on Facebook at Jack Brister the Luxury Magician, or you can find me on Instagram at J Brister Magic. Now if you're listening to this podcast, on Thursday or beyond you're not listening to this live the reason you're not listening to it live is because you're not part of the yes do I do your wedding planning podcast group on Facebook I like that you did that I know smooth almost like I'd thought about that beforehand uh no (laughs) no definitely not we're not that planned. you can find it on Facebook you just search for yes do I do your wedding planning podcast group and it'll pop up you can go to the Uh, Facebook page which is yes do I do your wedding planning podcast and uh, it will be in the group section down there just click request to join and you will be accepted in where you will see this live episode which will be great fun for you and you'll get to see the pictures that I was telling you about in the background just a second ago and you will also get exclusive preview content we will we will begin releasing the first five minutes of every episode, a ab- uh, should we do ten minutes?
1: I, I don't mind. Let's do, do five. Ten minutes? Mm, let's, do no, five. let's do ten.
0: Let's do it. Let's do ten. We'll do, do first ten. ten minutes.
1: Yeah. We'll be released
0: we do, as soon Sorry. as it's recorded. Pretty much as soon as it's recorded. As soon as it's been edited. As, as soon as it's been edited. That. That's because uh, those thing. are two different things. <laughs> they are. Uh, as um, soon as it's been edited, it will go up. In the group, the first ten minutes of the episodes that we record early, so you can get early access to the first ten minutes.
1: Um, and who's our next episode with after this? You've asked me that like I should know this. Well, you. you well, I feel. I feel like you should know that. Is it Diana? I think it might be I think Diana. It is. Is, it, is it Diana or Sophie?
0: No, Diana came first. I think we record so far ahead that it's really hard for us to remember this Uh, I feel really bad I will double check that now before we start talking about the wrong podcast Um, because we're obviously talk about the right thing
1: I'm thinking that you're correct and it's Diana
0: probably I am amazing
1: (laughs) yes it is Uh, yeah Diana is the next one so that will be out on the 11th I've just shut April. it down Chris Well I, I'm I'm using my maths brain to work out That's the 11th of April That's going to be out So uh, Diana The Diana we're referring to Is uh, Diana Saxby Who runs uh, Grace the Day uh, Celebrant So her end- episode was interesting Because it was telling us about um, because the, it's, She refers to it as the third option So obviously you have the religious option You have the registrar option uh, A Celebrant is kind of a, a blending of the two or an ignoring of the two if you like um so if you want want a completely different ceremony or you want two different religious ceremonies blended together into one or you know she spoke everything about that um which you know if you want your ceremony to be different it's definitely something that you want to be considering listening to definitely
0: yeah uh and i can't i've got nothing to add to that you summed it up perfectly i think So I think that just leads us to say goodbye, really, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, whoever's clicking like a lot, you know, thanks very much. Much appreciated. Yeah, thank you. Um, And uh, we'll see you for, well, you'll hear another episode soon, and we'll catch you for a live episode in about six weeks. So try, try not to miss us too much. Woo! See you later. Bye! Bye. Bye.
0: Thank you for listening to Yes To I Do. Please remember to like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram using the tag at Yes To I Do podcast.